Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Okay, I'm with Omid Jalili. We're having a cup of tea and a chat. And I want to bring people up to speed, Omid, because you are very connected to Ireland. Um, the Emerald Isle plays a big part in your life. You went to college here, right? I went to the University of Ulster in Coleraine. And um, also my daughter married uh, somebody from Letterkenny. Um, so they are officially from the Republic. But... Um, Maybe she heard me doing Northern Irish accents. <laughs> fell in love with someone from the South who had a Northern Irish accent. You know, I'm so not going to let you. I'm not going to let you away now. We're coming on an Irish radio show, saying that she heard you doing a Northern Irish accent, and not give us a blast of Omar Jalili's Northern Irish accent, please. All I ever did to make the kids laugh, they say, "Do the Northern Irish guy in Col yeah. Rain with the block nose." I think, "Hey, what about you? So we Hey, what about you?" And that's enough to make them laugh. It's enough to make us all laugh here in That's very impressive. And what did you study in Ulster University? I studied um, English and theatre studies. And interestingly enough, my uh, lecturer, who was the theatre studies one, kept going, oh, you're a good actor. There's something about you. They kept saying Mm. there's something about you. There's one other student we've had who left a couple of years ago. We, Jimmy, we love Jimmy. And... You're just like Jimmy. And they said they said his surname, but I never remembered his surname until I realized it was Jimmy Nesbitt. Wow. They kept talking about Jimmy Nesbitt. So I had the same uh, lecturers as Jimmy Nesbitt. And apparently when I worked with Jimmy Nesbitt in Lucky Man, which is a Sky One series, yeah, we, we talked about it. And, and, and he said there's something, we, we were quite similar in certain in certain ways. And I think they both saw that we were going to be Possibly successful, I don't know, but there was something I liked him, and I think he liked me because because we've had the similar. Yeah, it's, it's when you go through the same thing, you have this connection. So it was uh, it was great to finally meet him. I, I've always liked him, but it was we came from the same same background. Yeah. And and lucky man, if 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 we're talking about the, if, I'm not sure if you were in the same series that my best friend, the best man at my wedding, Daniel O'Hara, directed. Uh, he certainly directed the opening series. Were you in series one or two? I think so. All I right. think so. I do. An Irishman. Dan, Dan, yeah. Dan yes. O'Hara, yeah, yeah. Doing great oh, things wonderful. in drama. And he's my best friend in the whole world. He's your best friend. What a great guy. Oh. No, I loved him. It was a good series as well. He did very, very well. So that's, oh, there you go. Connections everywhere. There but yeah, go. I love Ireland. And uh, I made a huge mistake <laughs> in Vicar Street. <laughs> what um, did you I've, do? I made some huge mistakes of saying things kind of i was trying to be ironic but they didn't quite get it i referred to britain as the mainland oh, right. they didn't quite see the twinkle in my eye and it was like an hour before the uh the booing finished oh, and right. i realized i've done an hour <laughs> look i'm sure the irish people understand the the twinkle in eyes hopefully these days better than whenever that was because you are coming back to vicar street uh the 26th of october you're there the day before you're in the ulster hall in belfast the 24th of october millennium forum in derry and of course i will hopefully see you down there the Co- galway comedy festival you'll be down there from the 27th of october you're in the town hall for the millennium forum in derry we've sold enough dna to make a whole person and the leg. <laughs> I would appreciate a push there. But yes. Vicar Street, interesting enough, Vicar Street came up. One of my um, good friends who lives around here, do you remember the band Yes? Yeah, I do. Rick, Rick Michaelman, who was the keyboardist, yeah. who was, uh, we were talking, where are you going next? I said, I said, I'm going to be in Vicar Street. He goes, oh, wow. We'll tell the people of Ireland that of all the gigs we did, they played Vicar Street. He said 2006, one of the most memorable gigs of his life. So, wow. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. Yes, the best best gig in the world. Yeah, we will definitely we will take that because we often hear that I suppose about Irish crowds, but you don't often hear on the back of them not being here or talking to the Irish audience. It's great to hear somebody just mention it casually in conversation. That's brilliant. What a venue, though, in fairness, Vicar Street. 
And they don't like the great thing about Irish audiences. If they see things as it is, they're there. Once I did a gig in uh, Kilkenny, and it, when you do your own show, sometimes you've got to do these shows where you're on with other comedians. And mm. I'm a bit worried about 2002. Uh, I was a bit worried because I was not only was it just a few months after 9 11, but the opening act was Jim Owen from Northern Ireland, yep. and the closing act was Tommy Tiernan. And I just thought, oh God, this is going to be. I just maybe I went in with a negative attitude. I thought it's a hometown gig for them, and they did great. Tommy took the roof off and then I did yeah, like, nah, it wasn't great. And and I was on my way back to the hotel, the courtyard hotel in Kilkenny. And there was a guy waiting for me. And I'd already been thinking, I mean, don't worry about it. It's, it's a hometown gig for these people. You're yeah. a guest in this country. They're going to love them. And this guy, he kept calling me Jalali. Jalali, I saw you. Jalali, I saw the, the Irish comedians kicked your backside. You're, you're a don't dare. Tommy and Jim, Tommy's up there. You're, and I, I shouted back. I said, I like to see how Tommy and Kabul. I like to see Tommy <laughs> and my dad. And he goes, yeah. nah, man, nah, Tommy's the king. And I went to bed. I said, what's he talking about? And I had a dream that night on the front page of the Irish Times. Tommy Tiernan, the headline said, Tommy storms Kabul. Oh, my God. Tommy held a love. By all these Taliban shooting machine guns up in <laughs> Dara O'Brien and Mosul. Listen, these gigs can happen. Who knows? Did you say Dara O'Brien and Mosul? Yeah, That's yeah. brilliant. Dave Moore on Today FM. I mean, you've been in so many of my favourite movies and TV shows, even like single episode appearances and things like Black Books, uh, oh, an yeah. absolutely amazing TV show. But people will know you, obviously, from... You know, if, if not your comedy, certainly movies like The Mummy and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I believe is a true Pirates of the Caribbean didn't end well. No, I got sacked. Um, <laughs> and, and so I think what happened was I was so bored that um, there was a crane shot on a uh, on a ship or yeah. something. And, yeah. it, was, uh, and it, it wasn't featuring me. I was just in the background. So I was like putting throwing swords around. And they said, let's go again. Tell Ahmed to put the sword down. And, I, and then I started doing karate. They would tell Ahmed to stop, give him a gun. So they gave me a gun. So I started going pew, pew, being James Bond. And I just heard, get him off the set. Oh. And so I said, Could you come this way, please. And they took me out. I changed. They, they put me in a car, went home. And the guy said, this is about five o'clock in the evening. He said, uh, I'll just wait for you here then. I said, no, it's, I'm filming tomorrow. He goes, no, I heard you're not. Um, you, you're flying. Your flight's at eight o'clock. We've got to go now. Can you oh, go and change? No. And so I was fired, but but in a way that he just had enough. He just yeah. had enough of me asking around. <laughs> and I think he thought I was a bad, I was a bad influence on, honestly, Jeffrey Rush and Johnny Depp, because they'd seen me do stand up on BBC, I think it was BBC America, my live at the Apollo set. So they were like with me, we were all laughing and doing pranks. They thought that I was like a very bad influence on the major stars. So they just got rid of me. Well, if you're being accused of corrupting Johnny Depp, you must be doing something fairly yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but come here, tell us about this. Is this true that when you were shooting Spy Game, what a movie, by the way, uh, with Brad Pitt and Robert Redford, arguably two of the most handsome, but certainly the most recognisable humans uh, on earth, that, <laughs> that they were put firmly in their place as you were walking through a location. Is that true? It's true that the, on um, Moroccan TV, we're shooting this in Casablanca, so Moroccan TV, what they have when they buy a film, like they bought The Mummy, mm. they just show it back to back every day, about six, seven times a day. Right. So when you wake up, they're showing The Mummy. It was all week. Every time I put the TV on, on the major station, it's The Mummy is being shown. <laughs> 
So, and I noticed that the people look, look at me in the street, they say, hey, it's you. And then when we finished filming one day, they said, um, that's a rap. Get this. I love this. That's a rap on Brad, Robert and Omid. Yeah. Those faces, the three of us working together. And they said, can you just, we have to, the, the cars are through this marketplace. Can you walk in single file? And then we'll escort you to your cars. You just got to go through this marketplace. So we're walking, it's about 50, 60 meters yeah. through the marketplace. And you can see these Moroccans looking, they're looking at Robert Redford and they're going, he looks familiar. And they look at Brad Pitt and goes, I've seen his face somewhere before, but I can't quite locate it. And then someone said, the guy from the mummy. And I was swarmed. I've got to find this photo. It's a photograph of Brad Pitt and Robert Redford, blurry shapes in the background, looking on as I'm signing autographs. My face wide, uh, just gleefully signing autographs. It was uh, caught by... Uh, by the by the stills photographer on the film so that that photograph exists oh. and, uh, well the only way so that story could be any way better was if it was a little bit more modern and smartphones were a thing and somebody turned around to robert redford or brad pitt and went sorry would you take a picture of me with the guy from the mummy <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better <laughs> <laughs> okay before we let you go Brilliant. let's let's do the quick fire round just answer these questions for me five yes, simple it. questions number one is what would you like to be definitively known as the best in the world at the, the person who scored against RoboKeeper, which I did live on television, which even Lionel Messi couldn't do. Yes. Well, not an answer I was expecting, but that's incredible. Uh, number two, who is the most famous person in your phone? And given the names you've dropped already today, I'm expecting a big answer here. Um, Larry David and Ridley Scott. Wow. Yes. Impressive. Uh, what was in, go back to when you were like seven or eight years old. What school were you in? I went to um, a school called St. Mary Abbott's School in Kensington. Okay, so in St. Mary Abbott's, when you opened your lunchbox at that age, seven or eight years old, what was inside? It, my mother sent me the most embarrassing. It was something called Gorma Sabzi, which is a, a lamb-based stew, which had kidney beans, parsley, and coriander, and some rice on the side. <laughs> I, do, I do not want to be sitting beside eight-year-old. I'm a Jalilian Nobody school. did. <laughs> um, who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? That's a brilliant question. That's a really good question. I would say it has to be the comedian uh, Ricky Grover. I don't know if you know Ricky Grover. Yeah. He's very big and he's got, famously his wife said, let's go upstairs and have sex. And he said, you've got to choose one. I can't do the both. <laughs> he's, he's one of the funniest people, but he's also, when he comes to my gigs, I'm not joking. He comes to the Apollo. He goes, I'm all ready. Give me an aisle seat. I'll be tooled up. I've got, I've got, I've got baseball bats down my trouser legs. <laughs> if it all kicks off, I'm there. So he's the perfect person. Amazing. He's already prepping for us. And the final question, which I ask everyone, because I don't, do you wash your legs in the shower, Omid Jalili? Great question. I was just thinking that. Whenever I go in the shower, I always soap my chest because the chest hairs, for some reason, gets the suds up. Yeah. And I do my armpits. I do my head, the back of my head. For some reason, only yesterday in the shower, I thought, oh, my God, I better do my thighs. or something. I haven't touched my legs in a year. <laughs> I haven't actually done my So, no, I don't, but I think you should because whenever there's, people say there's a smell in the room, I think it could be my calves. No, it's probably the, the lamb stew that you got for lunch when you were eight years old. <laughs> oh, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Best luck with the shows touring around Ireland. Go and see Ahmed. You will not be disappointed. Derry, Millennium Forum, people of Derry, come out and see Ahmed Jalili on the 24th of October, uh, 25th in Ulster Hall, 26th in Vicar Street, 27th in the Town Hall in Ahmed, thank you so much. Millennium Forum, Derry, there's literally no one coming. Please come and see a fat, needy man pleading for attention. Ahmed, thank you so much. Take care. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Dave Moore on Today FM Podcast.